Hard-driving leaders experience tremendous levels of stress that can often lead to serious health problems, such as heart attacks. Sure, you'd like to get some relief. Nobody really wants hypertension or cardiovascular disease. But who's got time to figure it all out? Well, my next guest did. He's a recovering, hard-driving leader himself who has some quick and easy stress relief tips for you. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, helping you see business issues hiding in plain view that matter to your bottom line. Welcome to Business Confidential Now. I'm your host, Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, and today's guest is Professor Peter Alexander. During his career, he's had the privilege to work in a variety of positions, including sales, marketing, college professor, and small business owner. Each role had one thing in common, he says, high stress. It got so bad, Pete was diagnosed with stress-related diabetes and also ended up in the hospital with a severe case of diabetic ketoacidosis and only a few hours away from being comatose. It was a huge reality check. He knew it was time to walk away, even though he had a great job, secure income, and good benefits. He's since poured his energies into helping other hard-driving leaders avoid his mistakes and dedicated his professional career to helping others benefit from the stress management tools and techniques he learned and experienced firsthand. He's even put his findings between two covers in a book called Lighten Your Day. So let's have him join us now. Welcome to Business Confidential Now, Pete. Hannah, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's good to have you because stress is something that everyone can relate to in one way, shape, or form. And I would imagine that landing in the hospital and then making that life-changing decision to put your health ahead of your career is huge. It's something people talk about, but not everybody is willing to do that, especially if they have a high-income job and a lot of people depending on them. So what did your family and the people you work with say when you told them? Well, it's a it's a good uh, good question. That you know, at first it was like, "Are you kidding me?" Um, and and it really the the the, the crazy part was it, it, I had to convince myself first. That was the hardest one because I'm a Type A personality, like a lot of entrepreneurs are. And you know, you just drive, 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 and you're you're used to putting your business and other responsibilities uh, ahead of yourself. And even to the point where I was in the, uh, in the ICU after my emergency room stay, I got transferred there with the diabetic ketoacidosis. And it's crazy, but what was happening, I, my, I was working for a medical device company at the time, and the, uh, my, my boss knew I was in the hospital and texted me on my second day in ICU and said around like 6 a.m. and said, you have a webinar you need to run at 8 o'clock. What are you going to do about it? And instead of me thinking, okay, I'm in this hospital bed, and wow, what a surprise. I don't have my work laptop. My type A personality went right into fix-it mode. And I was sitting there with my phone doing everything I could to try and reschedule that webinar. And it took a nurse who was working uh, um, uh, with me at that point, uh, she came over to me, she checked my blood as we were doing every half an hour. And she saw that my blood sugars immediately spiked again. 
and they were going into unhealthy levels. So my body, you know, was responding to this stress. And she just matter of factly says, you realize that's what put you in this hospital bed in the first place. And that was my epiphany moment. It was like, what the heck am I doing? I'm trading my health for my career. And that is a really bad trade because I can always get another job. Um, but if I lose my health, I'm not going to be any good to my work. I'm not going to be any good to my family, my friends, etc. So the reality was I, I had to convince myself first. And then when I got out of the hospital, uh, you know, I did a lot of soul searching while still in the hospital after that. And I realized, you know what, I started calculating, do I have the money to go ahead and leave this job and, and do something else? And yes, I did. And I, what was interesting is that my family, while they were surprised that I decided to walk away from a very well-paying career, they knew that that wouldn't do me any good if I ended up dead. So um, I actually had a lot of support. And in fact, when I started working uh, on myself and, and uh, applying a whole bunch of different stress relief tools and techniques, my former coworkers uh, were reaching out to me and saying, you know, you got to write a book about this. And that, and they were also very jealous and envious of me that I was applying this stuff and trying to help myself because each of them were telling me, I wish I could do it myself. I wish I could do it myself. I just can't find the time or um, I can't devote enough time to myself. And, and, and to me, that was an opportunity to, to try and make a difference here in the world. Well, I'm glad that you were able to take that leap and write your book because that's the perfect segue into my next question because I, I saw the book, Lighten Your Day, and you talk about mm -hmm. the Lighten model. What is it? How mm -hmm. does it work? So the Lighten model is an acronym uh, for the seven areas of our lives where we manifest our stress from. So during my research, I found that these seven areas have the most effect on whether or not we can manage our stress effectively. Uh, the first one is stands for uh, L uh, as livelihood, which is your career or ho however you make your money. And, you know, when you think about the, our, our career, our livelihood, our work, we are likely to spend more time at work than doing just about anything else. And many of us with workaholic tendencies like myself, we're, we're working more hours than we sleep. So, you know, having some sort of stress relief tools, even one or two simple ones, helps us get more balance if we utilize them. So livelihood is, is uh, the L. I stands for imagination or your conscious mind. And your conscious mind is only 5% of your brain, but it's also where your inner critic is. It's where your control freak is, but it's also where your creativity is. And it's absolutely critical to let your imagination play a bit to figure out some creative ways to, to, to overcome your stress. The G stands for genius, your unconscious mind, which is the other 95% of your brain. 
Um, that's the part that runs your body 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's where your memories are stored. It's where your habits are formed. It's where your perception of the world lies. And it's where real change happens because often our conscious mind says, I want to go left. But if your unconscious is not in agreement, you're not going to go left. So it's important to, to, to be able to get new habits and those new habits are formed in your unconscious. Uh, the H stands for health, and that's the inspiration for what I do today, as we were talking about earlier with the, the stress-induced diabetes and the diabetic ketoacidosis and the hospital stay. T is for time, and time is obviously important. We, we all always say, oh, we don't have enough time. And the critical thing about time that we often forget is that once it's gone, we can't get it back. And that means it's absolutely critical to take action today, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, today. So even if it's like one technique that takes one minute a day, if you continuously use that te technique on a daily basis, over time, the health benefits will be enormous for you, but you have to start today. The E stands for environment, uh, and that's, you know, whether you're at work, whether you're at school, whether you're at home, you name it, it needs to be supportive of your stress relief efforts. So if you think about, like, if you need a, you're working on a project, chances are you're going to need some silence, uh, a comfortable place to sit, no interruptions, um, and understanding from those around you. So that's, that's a critical component. And the last one is our network of relationships. And what I'd like to remind people about, or, you know, my, my clients, et cetera, is that the um, people in your life matter. And when you are stressed, you are less patient, you're more irritable, and you're less able to listen or show interest and empathy. So you don't want to take your relationships for granted. You want to make sure that they're in alignment with the other aspects of the light model to, to keep better balance. Well, that certainly covers the broad spectrum there. So thank you for sharing what each of those letters stands for. And it's kind of ironic because I wanted to ask you more about networking, which happened to be your last point. You talk about uh -huh. stress relief techniques and, you know, quick and easy sounds too good to be true. And I know that one area of stress for entrepreneurs, and especially folks that are in the startup small business phase is networking and making new connections to improve their livelihood, to help build their business. Because that can feel awkward, but it's necessary for business growth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's yeah. talk about some yeah, of your I... quick and easy solutions and your techniques. Even if you said like one, but, but consistently applied over time can yield some, some big dividends here. Give us one. Sure. So uh, a, a good one. Let's, let's think about with, uh, with networking in mind. And I can appreciate this because I, you know, I'm not somebody who I, I, I've, I've seen people who can truly work a room and just go around and spend a couple of minutes with each person and boom, 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 boom. I tend to take the other tact and, and um, you know, try and make a connection with uh, a few people, a good solid connection with it. But it can be anxiety uh, raising when you're walking into uh, a networking situation. And what uh, I like to, 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 to recommend is 
anytime you feel like you're going, you're getting a little bit anxious right before an event, you can use a, um, a, a light meditation technique. It's called Hakalau and it comes from the Hawaiian uh, culture. And what you do is you, whether you're sitting or you're standing, you find a stationary spot on the wall. And what you do is you start staring at that spot. And preferably that spot's above eye level. It doesn't have to be, but it's preferable. And as you stare at that spot, you let your mind go loose and you focus all of your attention on that spot. Within a matter of moments, your vision is going to start to spread out and you'll see more in the peripheral than you do in the central part of your vision. So if you start paying attention to the peripheral instead of the central part of your vision, you'll be seeing that you're taking in all of your surroundings and you stay in this state for as long as you feel comfortable. It could be a few seconds, maybe a minute. And once you're done, you open and close your eyes one more time and you come back into the space that you're at and you'll notice that you're more calm, you're more grounded, and you are ready to take on an anxious event, such as networking. Okay. And this applied on a, what, daily basis? Weekly? Any that this one, this one would be one that would be applied right before you're going into that perceived stressful event. So, like you know, if you're worried about networking, or let's say you have to give a presentation and you're nervous about that, or maybe you have to have a difficult conversation with someone, um, this apply. You know, block out two minutes before you have to do that, and this will ground you. Okay, so it's situational. Let's talk mm-hmm. about something that's more continuous, like livelihood and mm-hmm. building your growing your business, <laughs> which, which yeah, is a, sure. a perpetual challenge, you know, because an entrepreneur <laughs> wears multiple hats. There's never enough time yep. to get things done. Um, what quick and easy stress relief tips do you have for them? Sure. So one of the ones that uh, I like to think about when there's, you know, entrepreneurs know about, uh, you know, that they, they have this dream. And, you know, they, they want to, you know, whatever that dream is, it's, it, they, they, they want to achieve that dream. The problem is that our brains are not wired to chase a dream. However, our brains are wired to chase a goal. And if you think about it, a uh, dream is basically it's it's just a you know if if you ch- turn a dream into a goal a goal has a deadline typically it has specifics on there and if you put a deadline on your dream and you start putting a little structure around it you can actually wire your brain to treat a dream just like a goal and so what i've always recommended to to entrepreneurs is whatever it is that you vision you know your your vision for the business what is it from a, um, 
you know, from a milestone standpoint, what is it that you want to do in one year, five years, 10 years? And you utilize SMART goals for that, but you look at it from a dream. And you take that dream and you say, okay, you want to be able to reach that, that whatever that goal is, your dream in a certain amount of time. And then what, uh, what I do when I work with, uh, with clients on this, what I do is I have them figure out whatever that last thing is that they have, that has to happen before they get their dream. So, you know, maybe it's $10 million in revenue or, you know, maybe it's, uh, um, you know, having X number of employees or, you know, a, a, a facility, you know, a physical facility, whatever, whatever that happens to be. So what I do is I have them figure out what is it that is that very last thing that has to happen before they know that they have to get it. And then what I do is I have them close their eyes, take four deep breaths, and I have them float out in their minds into the future when that last thing is supposed to happen. And as they imagine dropping that last, that, that last thing that has to happen in their timeline, then I have them imagine turning around in their timeline and looking at everything else that has to happen in order for that last thing to happen. And I ramp up the everything they can see, they can hear, they can feel, they can smell if it's like, let's say a restaurant, whatever it is, and you make it real in your mind. And it is amazing how when you connect your senses with a specific dream, that's basically has a deadline on it, it is amazing how much easier it is to obtain that objective. It's just, it's, it's wonderful. That's very interesting. So take your dream, reverse engineer it, and then project manage it. Yeah, you could say that. So basically, in, in, in simple terms, it's, you know, take your dream, put a deadline on it, and then imagine all of your senses. What is it going to feel like when you hit your dream? And just ramp that up in your mind as much as possible. Well, that's one way to get a handle on the stress. You know, yeah, it is. I'm curious the the seven areas that you incorporate in the Lighten model here: the livelihood, mm-hmm. imagination, genius, health, time, environment, and network. Is there a common theme as far as a technique that could be applied to all of those areas that you could share? Sure, it's my favorite one. It's called gratitude, and. The uh, thing about gratitude is if you have, uh, if you're grateful for everything that comes into your life, and I mean, I'm not talking about every single thing laundry list, but, you know, instead of just being grateful when, let's say, you uh, end up selling to or gaining a brand new big customer or something like that, but the little stuff that we tend to forget, like, the fact that we have our, our, you know, that we woke up in the morning, 
that uh, you had an opportunity maybe to take a quick walk outside uh, at lunchtime, or maybe it was uh, the fact that you got something really good to eat for lunch or for dinner, those minor things. But when you, I, I don't like to use the, the, the phrase that's been used so often, the attitude of gratitude, but really it's when you are grateful and you show gratitude for every thing that comes to your mind, what that does is that sends out positive energy um, to others around you. And what it does is it also generates positive energy back to you from your environment. And you end up having, a, a you know, your, your overall uh, mentality is way more positive. And as an entrepreneur myself, I can tell you that there are days where it is very trying and exhausting. And if you start getting negative and you start spiraling, that can really affect a lot of different uh, things in your life. And, you know, but if you just teach yourself, you know, you get into the habit of uh, having gratitude, even if it's uh, a gratitude exercise at the end of the day or the first time when you wake up. Um, my wife and I, for example, at the end of the day before we go to bed, uh, I ask her, what are you grateful for? And she um, asks me, what am I grateful for? And I usually start with, I'm grateful for my health. And that's, you know, as we talked about at the beginning of the, of the show, uh, when you don't have your health, nothing else matters. Um, but, you know, then I, I recap by thinking about what was it during the day that really stood out to me? And it is amazing how it really caps the day off by, you know, thinking about what really went right, what, you know, minor things for the most part. Um, and I sleep really, really well when I do that. I can imagine because you're off on a good note. <laughs> exactly. And it, and the gratitude, it works for all aspects. It really does. Um, you know, and, you know, if, if, if any, any, of, any of the light and model uh, components or anything in our lives, what, any area of our lives, if we have gratitude for it, it is going to be a positive. And we can all use more positive if nothing else, to offset the negative and neutralize it, but hopefully come out net, net ahead, which is wonderful. Now, your book, Lighten Your Day, what is the most important thing you'd want readers to take away from that? I would say do not trade your health, mental, physical, whatever. Do not trade your health for your career, or other responsibilities. It is a really bad trait because when you think about it, you know, Hannah, you know, think about a time when maybe you were really sick, flu or something like that. Did you feel like you wanted to do anything other than lying in bed? No, of, of course not. And, and what can you do? You know, I, kudos to you for trying to reschedule that webinar while you're on your back in a hospital bed. <laughs> Because exactly. I'd have some words for that boss, let me tell you. You know, I mean, for them to even think of doing that to you um, is is just outrageous. No, you're right. When you're feeling awful, you don't care about anything except feeling better. And sometimes you don't even want to eat. That's correct. And so when you don't feel good, you're no good 
to your career, your work, your company, your uh, spouse, your kids, your friends, you name it. Don't take your health for granted. That if, if, if um, readers can take just that one message away, that's, that's the most important thing. Well, that is certainly a very important message. I think we, at times, tend to take our health for granted uh, when things are uh-huh. going well and keep trying to pile more and more on our plates to the breaking point. And, you know, there's also, I think, this myth of uh, workaholism as a badge of honor and, oh, my God, look look how wonderful they are, what they've achieved. And in reality, their health is circling the drain. And that's not, right. an, that not mm-hmm. an achievement at all. So we need balance in our life. And I'm, I'm delighted that you've been able to offer some tips and that you've put this book together, Lighten Your Day. And thank you so much for joining us today. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for being for uh, having me on the show, and uh, I really am grateful for the audience listeners, their time as well, and hopefully they got some benefit from it. Absolutely. Thank you. That's our show for today, but don't go anywhere. I have a really easy ask for you. Would you please open your podcast app and give us a five-star review and leave a comment about what you love most about the show? I do read them all, and it'll take you less than a minute. And while you're at it, share this episode. Tell someone about it because the best way to grow our audience is by word of mouth. And if you want the detailed show notes, links to connect with my guest or cool stuff that we talked about, or even if you want to ask a question or have a show idea, come on over to businessconfidentialradio.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And in the meantime, have a great day and an even better tomorrow.